Welcome to the Define You Radio Podcast, where class is always in session. Get ready for the life lessons, tips, and stories to help you define your life. And now your host, the drill sergeant would love, Valencia Griffin Wallace. Think about the recording part. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, no big deal. It could be edited out. Nice. So, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yay. (laughs) I'll go ahead and get started. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in to Define You Radio. I'm your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. I hope you guys are ready because guess what? It's 2019 and there's so much negativity out there. So I am honored to have a special classes in session with (laughs) Miss Monica Bay. And she is a purpose alignment coach and an energy healer, which I love because some of you guys energy, I swear y'all need some healing, some spirit (laughs) spray or something. So pens and papers ready classes now in session. So welcome so much, Miss Monica to Define You Radio. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited as well. So go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about you. Okay. Well, that's a long story, but we're going to keep it short. (laughs) So I am Monica Bay, also known as the healer in heels, because yes, I I love my heels. So um, uh, what I do is I am a purpose alignment coach and an energy healer. And what that really means is I help people discover their life purpose, their divine purpose. And then not only do I do that, but then I help them align that with every area of their lives, because I think it's so important to live a life that is driven by your purpose and that is aligned with your purpose. And so that is what I organize everything that I do around. But through doing that, I um, use a lot of gifts that I have. One of the gifts that I have is the ability to heal. So I have always been a healer since my since I was a child. I'm a natural born energy healer. And what that means is that energy, healing energy flows through me naturally and um, has the ability to heal people on the mental, physical, emotional, and uh, spiritual levels. And I, that's something, you know, that I've developed over a, a period of time in order to create it into, uh, develop it into a, m- a more stronger tool that I can use, but it is something that came natural to me. And in addition to... So, um... So I'm writing like, okay, ooh, I got to hit this, got to hit this, because <laughs> that is a, a lot. But what's <laughs> interesting is because you, tell us about your life before you became the healer in heels, I guess would be the, the my next question. Sure. Um, well, and then I'll explain why I call myself the healer in heels, because it kind of ties to my life before and, and who I am now um, mixed with the healing ability. So who I was before this <laughs> was um, I was a vice president for a finance company. That's what I did for a living. Um, I was vice president for a finance company for and I was in that industry for about 13 years. And I was I became an executive at a very early age, somewhere in my 20s. I don't recall the age, but um, I think around 24, 20 is when I became an executive. So I was the youngest executive, one of the youngest executives in my field. And um, I had to work really, really hard to, to keep my you know, position and keep the respect and everything because here I am, a very young black woman in, in boardrooms with you know, 
60-year-old uh, Jewish men. <laughs> and I had to hold my own. And I did. And so um, that was, you know, that was my journey um, as, an, as an executive. And I wore a lot of different hats, um, mostly on the business side of things. Even though it was a finance company, I had, I dabbled in the finance and I, I worked with revenue generation, but I was more so on the business side of things. I helped um, create subsidiary companies for the, for the business because it was a publicly traded company on NASDAQ. So I would, you know, create different revenue streams so that the, you know, so everything would work like a well-oiled machine and the money would come flow, would keep flowing in. And so I was very successful making a lot of money and then I found myself unfulfilled. And mm -hmm. so once I realized I was unfulfilled, I, you know, decided to start on my journey with, you know, what is my purpose and realizing what my purpose is. And then to backtrack a little from there, prior to me realizing I was unfulfilled, I, my body started breaking down on me. So what happened was I was um, working extremely hard, again, trying to prove myself. And, and again, I realized in hindsight, too, that a lot of this was in my head because yeah. no one in those boardrooms was like, no, I don't believe in her. You know, and the, it's funny how we kind of, you know, we shape our own realities and sometimes yeah. that's not the actual reality of things. So I realized that in hindsight that no one was pushing me to push myself, but because I'm such a go-getter and I'm so driven, um, I was pushing myself. And so I was working so hard and um, I pretty much never took a vacation and I would work, you know, 13 hour days sometimes or more <laughs> and it was always on. And so what eventually ended up happening is my body started breaking down on me. I, again, I was very successful. I was making a lot of money. If anyone asked me if I was happy, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm living the life, <laughs> you know, everything is great. But um, what I realized was that when my body started breaking down on me um, and I realized that it was stress that was causing it, um, that's when I was like, okay, I'm maybe I'm not as happy as I thought I was. Um, and maybe, you know, uh, maybe this isn't the life that I'm supposed to be living. And because, um, you know, when your body starts to speak to you, it's important that you start to listen to those, to those messages. Because, you know, I always say, um, whatever you like to call that guiding force, um, that's, that's, uh, that's guiding everything, whether you call it God, Allah, the universe, um, source energy, whatever you want to call it, it will smack you in the face if you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got smacked in the face and, um, I was, I was unable to walk. Um, and again, I'm in my twenties, so this was devastating to me. Um, I was unable to walk. I had partial paralysis in my hands and, and this is, this is also going to give you a little bit of a picture of how dedicated of a, um, worker I was. Um, I, with all of this going on, not able to walk at, you know, partial paralysis, um, uh, depressed, anxious. I was, I developed an anxiety disorder. I was depressed. Um, they had me on all this medication. I had gained, um, a whole lot of weight. Um, there are hardly any pictures because of that. <laughs> so, um, but with all of that, I still kept going into work. I refused to let the, the illness stop me from working which I should have allowed it to stop me from working because that's what the smack in the face was for. But I kept working and I even went and got a, I don't know if anyone knows this, but uh, it's called a dic uh, Dragon Dictation Software. Have you ever heard of yeah. that? 
Yeah. Yeah. So it allows you to speak into your computer to, to move the mouse without using your hands. So because I couldn't use my hands, I, that's what I did. And I was still at work <laughs> doing what I had to do with, you know, all this setup. And, um, and now in hindsight, it was kind of ridiculous. But at the time I was like, oh yeah, this is how dedicated I am. You know, I'm working so hard. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, all of that happened, and then uh, it brought me back to my uh, my healing ability because again i 've always been able to heal since I was a child, and i 've always had these gifts and I started realizing that I had these uh, different spiritual gifts when I was in my teens. I started understanding them more because I realized some of them when I was younger, but when I was in my teens, they started to make themselves more evident, and then I started to kind of uh, understand them more and study them more and I was you know really working with them for a while until I um, started doing really, really well in business. And then I started, everything else fell to the wayside. I stopped my spiritual practices. I stopped my, um, you know, developing my gifts because I was only focused on success, money, and where I was going and, and all of that. So that became my focal point. And so even though I knew that I had the healing ability, when you're in the middle of something and you're really going through something, you kind of get stuck in that and you forget your power. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And so I did. I forgot my power. And then um, when I was watching a, um, an episode of 2020, and this is why women should really tell their stories because this woman telling her story became a part of my story. And so I'll explain that a little bit. So I'm watching 2020. It's this woman who has MS. And at the time they thought I had MS. I got diagnosed with everything under the sun and none of it was what it was. <laughs> it was, it was simply stress. Um, but I got diagnosed with MS, lupus, all kinds of things. And so at the time they thought I had MS and so I'm watching the show and she has MS. So I, I'm paying attention. And then she's, you know, talking about how she didn't give into the disease. And instead, you know, she wasn't able to walk at one point, just like I wasn't able to walk. And then all of a sudden she's running marathons and it's because she didn't give into it. And so that kind of empowered me. I'm like, well, yeah, if she can do that, I can do that. And then it brought me back to my power of what can now, instead of sitting in this despair of, of what's happening to me, what can I do to turn this around? What can I do to take my power back and, and fix the issue instead of wallowing in it? And so um, I, it brought me back to my healing ability. I took myself off of all the medication that I was on and I healed myself in six months. So that's, it's, it's crazy. And I, I it's so much I want to kind of unpack <laughs> as much as I can yeah. because a lot of times, especially these days, and I say women because now there's this whole, I call it like a, a, a black um, entrepreneur and I fight with that word movement, uh, female mm. movement. Like you're seeing, you know, statistically black women are owning more businesses and we're doing more and we're pushing ourselves more. But on the other side of that, I know so many people um, that have anxiety or, or stress-related mm -hmm. issues. Um, a friend of mine who's a cardiologist in Houston said that one, I think maybe one in three women die of heart disease and, and mm. strokes and things like that because we're pushing ourselves for the money, for success, for whatever else. So what was your actual diagnosis or did they just not were they never able to kind of give you a pinpoint this is what it is and like how did you know it was stress 
Well, um, yeah, they never tell, they never figured it out. The doctors just never figured it out. I had biopsies, I had um, EKGs, I had all kinds of testing that was done um, and they could never figure it out. All of the tests that they did came back completely normal. And so they just, you know, okay, let's give her a steroid. You know, it's just band-aids upon band-aids. And it was, you know, the medication was destroying me. So um, I, well, how I found out that it was stress was that my sister's a therapist. And um, we're, you know, as a family, we're trying to huddle and figure this out. And then she said, well, have you thought of it? Because I started developing anxiety issues and stuff like that. And she's like, have you thought of that maybe it's just simply stress and anxiety mixed together that's that's giving that's creating this and then I started and then she said you know these things can happen and so I started to research that because I never researched that before I didn't I had no idea what stress can do to the body Hmm. and so and that's just not something that people are taught. Um, we think of st- uh, stress like, you know, as more of an emotional thing of you're, right. you know, you're stressed out, you're, you're, you're pulling your hair, that kind of thing. But it's really an internal energy that then begins to, uh, you know, dismantle your, your, your energy system in your body, which eventually dismantles your physical system. So when I started doing that research and I realized, okay, wow. And that really resonated that that is what it is. Then, um, I, I simply just took my power back and, um, and given the knowledge that I already had and the ability that I already knew that I had to heal myself. Um, then I, I just did it. And so I used a lot of techniques and think energy techniques to, to heal myself, but that's what I did. That is, that is, it's crazy. And it's interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. At the same time, just because recently um, I had a little thing going on and one of my friends suggested that it may be stress related, that, that I'm stressed and my body's acting out. And, and my exact words was, well, I'm no more stressed than usual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if that was good or, or, or bad. <laughs> Cause that's well, I'm constantly operating. I don't want to say, I guess maybe I don't look at it as, um, stress. It just, I, it's just kind of like I'm adjusted to it. If that makes sense. Yeah. And unfortunately okay. we start to build these tolerances with stress and anxiety in our lives. And even, you know, feeling, feeling unfulfilled is, is like a norm for most people. There's a, there's a statistic that 70% of Americans are walking around unfulfilled every day. Wow. That's a large number. And so we, we create these thresholds and these um, just kind of tolerances for, um, for a, a life unfulfilled and for um you know, general unhappiness or just stress. And, be, and we tell we, ourselves, well, we're sacrificing, we're pushing, we're doing this. And it's true. Sometimes we do need to sacrifice in order to get to where we need to be, but there needs to definitely be more of a demand for peace in our lives mm. and yes. a demand for happiness and real actual fulfillment. And a lot of times when like w- with the comment that you made to yourself, well, I'm no more stressed than usual. Um, <laughs> that, that it should definitely tell you that, well, there is some stress there clearly. Um, but just because you're feeling something or whatever was happening with you in that moment, um, just because you were not, you weren't feeling any more stress than you normally are, doesn't mean that it wasn't the stress causing it because what happens with stress, it's a buildup. Mm. 
And stress is an actual energy. So as an energy healer, I can see the energy and remove it. And that's, that's one of the things that I do. Um, so you, it's an actual energy that is generated by the body. And that, that um, unless it's released, which a lot of times when it's work-related stress and things like that, it's not released. Um, so it just sits in the body. And in the, as the energy sits in the body more and more, um, it becomes a, uh, an energy blockage, which then blocks the flow of your life force energy throughout your entire body, which also can create um, blood flow issues, which then can create a numerous issues in your body because that's everything. <laughs> so that's why stress can cause so many, so many problems within the body because everything actually starts on the energy level. And then it takes a while for you to be able to see physical uh, reactions from the root cause, which is an energy cause. Now let's talk about um, the whole energy thing, because I would say maybe within like the last um, two years, give or take, you're hearing people talk more about, you know, energy, whether it's negative, positive energy, you know, mm -hmm. even the saying, which I love, keep that same energy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I don't know where that comes from, but I'm like, oh, I like that but you're hearing more people talk about it in some circles and in other circles, it's almost still like taboo. Like that sounds witchy, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm here yeah. in, in Louisiana, uh, not far from new Orleans, you mm -hmm. know, and people think new Orleans, they think Mardi Gras and voodoo. Yeah. And, you know, they get to <laughs> do, you do voodoo. I don't know. Maybe something's in my blood, but um, <laughs> so kind of break down um, the the energy, I guess would be the best way to say it. Like, how would you explain it to someone that was completely lost it? know what the heck you were talking about? Like what energy, Monica? <laughs> okay, so energy, um, I, it, I can get really complex, but I'm not gonna do that because you're saying break it down for someone who doesn't know certain things. So I, cause I, I also study physics. Um, I'm a huge nerd, so I like to be able to I like to be able to understand everything that I do from a scientific um, perspective as well. Um, so I can explain a lot of things from a physics standpoint. We're not going to get too deep into physics right now, but um, basically, energy in our body and the type of energy I'm referring to when it comes to stress and um, and just the energy that we exude from us and that stays within us. Energy is a frequency. And so um, it's like, uh, it's basically invisible to most people. And, um, and it's, a, it's, it's a particular frequency or vibration. And within the particular, just like if you were looking at a radio and you're tuning to a different station, those different stations, you know, 93.2 or whatever, that's a, that's a frequency that you're tuning to, into. And so that frequency is going towards a particular direction and towards a particular thing. And so when you're feeling stressed, that is a particular frequency that your body begins to generate. And that is from your um, fight, fight or flight response system, mm -hmm. which is also your uh, sympathetic nervous system. And so when your sympathetic nervous system is turned on, you're in that fight or flight mode. Most people are in that mode every day, all day. Yeah. And the more you're in that mode, your body is trained to be in that mode. And so um, that's how people develop anxiety issues. And just a little 
fun fact, not so fun fact, (laughs) (laughs) coffee. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know where the energy comes from? Why, why coffee gives you energy? It is tapping into your fight or flight response. It actually excites your sympathetic nervous system. So should I not? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not saying that. But what I, what I am saying is because I I get a lot of people that come to me with anxiety issues and I'm like, how much coffee do you drink? And they're like, oh, I drink four Mm. cups a day. Well, (laughs) you're exciting your sympathetic nervous system, you know, four times a day with, you know, extreme amounts. So your body is trained to stay in that mode. So, um, so it coffee is not the the devil it's not the end of the world but i do tell people that coffee should be drank sparingly and mm-hmm. um it's okay if you have one cup here and there or just as needed but not to make it a habit if you it, it, you know one even one cup a day is not the end of the world i don't suggest it but definitely people who have more than one cup of coffee a day they are doing a disservice to their to their system and mm-hmm. when your body is in that fight or flight response mode so one, I'm going to bring in one law of physics. <laughs> one law of physics <laughs> is that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. I'm sure you've heard that. Okay. One. Yes. Now, within our bodies, in order for our body to get energy from somewhere, it doesn't just magically come from somewhere. Our body has to borrow energy from its other processes in order to do something. Okay. So the reason why anxiety and stress breaks down the body uh, oftentimes is because it, in order to stay in that fight or flight response mode, and there have been many studies on this, your body will take the energy away from your healing processes, that, which are, you know, speaking in um, just uh, standard Western science terms, uh, your, your body is always trying to keep itself in balance and homeostasis. And there's a certain mm-hmm. energy system within your body that, that regulates that. And so it takes energy away from that system in order to give it to this fight or flight response mode. Because again, this system, this fight or flight response system within ourselves was not designed for the lifestyles that we're living now. It's designed for if you see a lion that's coming after you, you need to go. (laughs) Or or fight it. Exactly. Fight or flight. Exactly. And that's not how we're living. I would run. What was that? No, I was saying I would run. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so that's how our bodies were designed and we're not, we're not, you know, we're not in that type of environment anymore. And so we're always in the state of fight or flight. And so when we talk about just to bring it back to the original questions, I don't want to get too much on a tangent, but bringing back to the energy itself. So that energy, um, is considered an, I, I would consider a negative frequency energy that is inside the body. And so it can just start breaking the body down because again, it's taking processes away from healing and regulating. And then, so what's going to happen with your, you know, with your organs and with your, um, uh, just your, your blood as it flow has to flow through your body and your life force energy, which some people may not understand what I mean by that, <clears throat> but your life force energy is the, is the actual energy that is behind everything that um, is in your body. So it is the energy that actually keeps you alive, that actually keeps your body, um, keeps your blood flowing through your body. It is the energy that, that flows through your entire system that makes your cells do what they do, that, um, you know, it, it's the invisible man behind the machine. <laughs> that is your life force energy. And it is necessary 
for it to flow freely through your body. When it is blocked and cannot flow freely through your body, then that's when your body starts to um, have problems. And it doesn't happen immediately. A lot of times when people have um, energy blockages in their body, um, it may take a year or two before you notice that problem. Mm. Yeah. You said so much good stuff. <laughs> um, because I want to go back to the coffee because what's funny last year, um, I used to drink three cups a day, mm. honest, and I'm just being honest one mm-hmm. in the morning, one for that pick me up in the afternoon and one at, at, in the evening. Um, mm-hmm. and it was more cause I do love the taste of coffee. So I would, I was drinking straight black coffee. Um, mm, Wow. And I was just, and we're not talking about like baby cute cups. We're talking about, you know, <laughs> grown woman cups, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so earlier this year, or really the end of last year, I'd say it, I was going to, I wanted to start 2019 clean, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I actually went on a fast and I gave up coffee in 2018, mm-hmm. which my friends are surprised that, you know, people are still alive. Because they know, like I, lo- like I had candles that smelled like coffee. It was just a whole coffee experience. And mm-hmm. so um, I've had coffee maybe twice this year. Good and for you. It's, it's not that I don't want it. Because to me, coffee is an experience. But <laughs> I know that because my love of coffee, I could easily go from, you know, how I was last year and I I knew it was too much but it's just mm-hmm. like I needed it and I wanted it um so I thought that was that was interesting so I guess it's another reason for me to stay off coffee and that would explain how I was able to get so much stuff done mm-hmm. but the yeah. adjustment the the adjustment was definitely hard because my body was used to it and, and exactly that's, really, that's interesting um, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, yeah, because, uh, when your body gets into a particular pattern and it's just starts to automatically continue in that pattern. And so it's always hard to, especially after drinking so many cups a day, you, um, for you to go cold Turkey, it's definitely, you know, hard and you're not alone. I mean, there are a lot of people that drink so many cups a day. And, and actually when I was working so hard and breaking, you know, make breaking my body, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, for money and success. I, um, I was drinking a lot of coffee. I was drinking Mountain Dew. I was drinking Monster. Oh, I was going crazy. Um, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> you were wild. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah. And then that's another thing. Cause I, af- after researching things and, and, you know, learning everything that I know now, um, I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, that was another thing that was like, it was a perfect storm for just like, okay, we're going to, we're just going to break you down. <laughs> it yeah. was a perfect storm. Yeah. That's Hurricane Monica. <laughs> that's the only thing I could, but you know, but I, but I, I completely understand you and I know a lot of the audience, um, especially women and men, you know, I know y'all listen, I appreciate you, but right now I just want to say this specifically for the women that's listening because we, um, we go hard. We got a home to manage, uh, a job to manage some people, a business to manage kids, pets, everything, everything. And it's like, we don't really have time to slow down enough to, to naturally function. So 
we add um, coffee. I have a thing. I love B12 as well. Mm-hmm. And you could look at it on, well, it's the body naturally makes it or something or no, or, you know, everybody's different with their thoughts on, on B12, but you know, it's like, it, we're building that hurricane or gumbo, like I say, of breaking ourselves down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and the body does naturally have, um, you know, energy that you you can access and without having to tap into that fight or flight mode. And one way that I get energy is exercising. I, I encourage everyone to have a daily routine. And if you don't like to exercise, that's fine, but you have some type of daily routine and do something that gives your body energy. And I'm not saying, talking about, you know, bodybuilding, exercising. I'm, you know, just talking about getting on the treadmill or walking around the block and just moving because actually moving your legs Mm-hmm. generates uh, generates your life force energy even more to to um, to heighten it so when you 're walking and that 's why running and walking you you know you feel energized afterwards and so um, it's it's called your yin energy. It's a it's a, a particular type of of chi. I don't know if you know what that is, but <laughs> it's another word for it's a Chinese uh, word for yeah. life force. Energy. But um, but basically, it's uh, when you're walk when you're using your legs and you're moving your legs, your lower half of your body, you are generating that energy, and it it um, it increases your well being, and it also increases um, your active energy that you have as well. I could, I could definitely, um, what's the word, put a stamp on what, what you just said about exercise, because when I, and I'm, I'm working on it, Lord, I'm working, to get back <laughs> to but I used to, I used to work out every day, at least an hour. And then, you know, like a day of rest. And I had so much energy. Now this is before I started with my three cup a day and that's because I was writing and um you know if anybody's a writer you know that when you go into that writing process um your your whole being is almost consumed um Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just me because I've been writing since I was eight wow so if I had to give everything up even a podcast and I do love my audience but the one thing (laughs) I would want to keep is writing but when I go into that process i literally am consumed so I noticed so you think about it I stopped with my exercising and I was going hard spinning which is straight from the devil uh, <laughs> I have yet to try that but oh it looks my God. <laughs> it, it's the worst experience of your life but when I tell you <laughs> nothing will work you out like spinning and, wow. and I, I'm telling you I hate it it's, it's like disgusting <laughs> but, well, I'm going I'm to try it now <laughs> but what but what it does it, because you, you think about it, you just talked about how moving your legs and everything else mm-hmm. so if you kind of put that together with spinning oh yeah and you think about you know what I was generating by that so I was like going hard and then I was like okay I got to buckle down write the book pick up the coffee and now just trying to get started back with the exercise and then those things. So thank you so much for giving me another reason to exercise because Lord knows the older you get, the more reasons you need. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. It is not easy. And I'm, I'm working that out right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, but what I, what I love, and I wanted to ask you this because 
a lot of people, maybe because, you know, I'm Southern, we kind of look at things differently or say things different. I don't know. I think we're mm-hmm. in the Bible belt or something. But when you get to talking, like, if you say uh, somebody's bringing like a negative spirit into my house, or I don't want, you know, a, that negative spirit in my house, or, you know, mm-hmm. people will say that, but I could see like spirit and energy being the same thing from our discussion. Well, um, I, yeah, and I've, I've, I'm, I apologize. I meant to tap into that when you um, originally asked your question um, about like the, you know, the voodoo thing and, and all yeah. of that. So yeah, the, the thing is, and I've, I've studied every form of spirituality, believe it or not, because I'm again, I'm a nerd. So since I was about 15 or 16, I've studied just about every religion and just about every spiritual path and every spiritual practice. So I'm very well versed in voodoo, santeria, all of those things, as well as Christianity, um, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, you name it. Um, but, and so one thing that I have come to learn, okay, from, from just studying all of these different things and seeing the inner workings of them and how, um, what, what people are at, the practitioners of all of these different things are actually doing, everyone's doing the same thing, Mm. calling it something different. And we put a whole lot of taboos on things and we put a whole lot of, um, uh, you know, um, superstition on things and a lot of secrecy. We shroud things in secrecy. And, but the reality is everyone's tapping into the same energy. Um, They just have different ways of explaining it and different little, you know, belief systems behind why that energy works the way that it does. But at the end of the day, um, a voodoo priestess is doing the same thing that a Catholic priest is doing. And the same thing that, you know, a a Christian healer is doing the same thing. You know, what I do is very similar. One of the, one of the ways that I heal, because I heal using a lot of different modalities, but one of the ways I heal is very similar to a, um, uh, what the Christians would call a faith healer. Okay. I'm allowing the energy of God to flow through me and reach the other person. And that, that healing energy um, naturally flows through me. And so, um, and then there's a, there's another healing modality, which I'm trained in called Reiki. And I don't know if you've heard of that one, yeah. uh, but that's, it's a Japanese form of healing. And, uh, and they call that energy that flows through them Reiki energy, but it's the same exact energy that flows through a faith healer that they're calling God energy. Because again, it's just different words, but it's the same energy that that's that that everyone is tapping into. And just like a when we compare, say, because um, uh, you use the example of voodoo, say we compare voodoo to, and a lot of people will probably you know buck at this, but <laughs> it's a fact. So believe it or not, take it or leave it. Um, uh, when you look at a voodoo, a person practicing voodoo stereotypically, as we see on TV, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see a um, uh, what happens in you know the Catholic Church during their rituals? They're lighting candles, but they're both lighting candles. They're both <laughs> have little like scepters and hats and all kinds of you know. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, it's ceremony, and so but what everyone is uh, is really tapping into, and I'm not talking about the people out there doing mean things. I'm talking about the the true um, of every of truth of every the truth underneath every religion whether it's christianity whether it's buddhism whether it's um islam it's all the same principles underneath everything and everyone is dealing with energy and so when you're in a when you're in a church and you're feeling that holy spirit that's the same holy spirit that exists in other you know other houses of worship 
Right. It's the same Holy Spirit that 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 is that um, is received and felt. And what you're feeling is that energy, that vibration of um, uh, of just tapping in to that source energy that we're all a part of anyway. And so the I, the way I see it is that these different religions, these different spiritual paths, di- different spiritual practices are simply just different pathways to reaching the same source energy. Hmm. And so these different pathways may appeal to certain people because of their life experiences and whatever their beliefs are individually, but they're just different pathways to the same, to the same um, energy source. That's my take on everything based on, based on my practice, based on my experience, based on my um, research and, um, and what I see as, you know, as reality. Thank you for uh, breaking breaking that down and I think what people don't realize is that if you break down you know each religion or practice um like you said the the root of everything is is the same to me the root of everything is love now and yeah people turn it evil exactly and one example I'd like to use is if you take a knife right mm-hmm. you could either use that knife to slice some bread or you could use that knife to kill someone. It doesn't make the knife bad. Mm, it makes the person right. and the attention of, of who's using it bad. So, and it's the same thing with religion. And I mean, I, I personally, um, one reason why I was so interested in studying religion, well, I've always, it's, it was clearly just a part of my path. Yeah. Um, but uh, I come from a divided family not it's not divided in terms of um, actual conflict but um, I half my family literally half my family is Christian and half my family is Muslim I have a Christian sister wow. and a Muslim sister <laughs> a Muslim father and a Christian mother <laughs> and it's literally so um, and everyone gets along there's no I didn't mean division in that in terms of that it's just the the, the difference of, of religion but right. uh, but I find that very interesting and so um, we have very interesting discussions, but I realized that's you know, what I was. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Um, like, do y'all shy away from Christian Muslim issues, or do y'all bring it together and say, "Hey, let's have a powwow and talk about this"? Well, there's always going to be certain things because of the um, belief systems and, that are built into every religion. There's going to be certain things that are going to be points of contention. And so we, you know, respect, everyone respects each other and just kind of stays away from those points of contention. Yeah. But, um, but everyone agrees on, again, the, the core of every religion, which is to be a good person, to um, do good things in the world, and, uh, and to tap into that source energy, no matter what you want to call it. And so, you know, we're all kind of, we're all really in, in, um, and cohesiveness on that. Me personally, I don't subscribe to any particular religion. Mm-hmm. I um, am more just connected because yeah. I, again, I realize just that everyone's saying the same thing. And <clears throat> and my personal belief system is um, is my own, and I can't right. I can't put it in a box, and I can't um, I can't um, create you know and uh, a name for it because it's just mine. And it's just my personal belief system. And, um, and it's not, it's not at, uh, at odds with, with anyone's religion. <laughs> it's not at odds with right. anyone's belief 
system. Um, because again, we all have that similarity. And so when I have clients that come to me and th that's the beautiful thing because I've studied so many things, no matter what religion someone is, I can speak to them in their language and help them through their own faith. So it's not really about what I believe. So if someone comes to me and they're Muslim, I know exactly how to speak to them to get them to connect and to get them to, um, to connect to their life purpose and really um, start living their life purpose and do it through their own faith. And I'll do the same thing for a Christian. I do the same thing for a Hindu or a Buddhist or anyone. Mm, I love that. Thank you for, for sharing it because a lot of times people aren't, I don't want to say aren't that honest or transparent because, you know, especially in this day and age where it's really cool and popular to post a lot of Christian quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> it so, is. Uh, or to be, you have to pick a side of the fence and or something like that. Um, people are interesting. Something mm -hmm. I want to want to ask is because you can feel energy and one of the things that I've said like when I meet people and and I just say it in my own Valencia way because I kind of feel like you know if you don't like it uh, you this is who Valencia is mm -hmm. but I could I feel like I could feel somebody when when I meet them you know what I'm saying so mm -hmm there's been times that I've went to, you know, networking events or met people that I know I just need to put my business card in their hand and everything else. And there's literally been times that I've went out, like talk, had a great conversation, went to reach my business card to somebody and something inside of me was like, no. And I've literally put my business card back mm -hmm. up in my little purse or whatever in front of people, because I feel like, and I'll say, you know, ooh, their vibe is off or, you know, mm, their mm -hmm. spirit, my my discernment, my spirit don't yeah, like their spirit. spirit. don't take them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, or, and it's, it's interesting because like you said, basically we're all talking about the same thing. So mm -hmm. we can just call it different things. So with you being that in tune, mm -hmm. do you find yourself meeting people and it's almost like, you know, uh, uh, and then like you turn and go the other way or like, how do you handle that part? Well, so, um, first I want to touch upon what is happening. I just want to give a little and, uh, um, shed a little light on what's happening within you when you're, when that's happening to you. Yay. Um, so yeah, so when that's happening to you, when you're feeling that, um, like, mm, I don't know about this person. Yeah. So are you aware of the aura that you have around you? No, but I've been told by a friend of mine um, that I have a peace, uh, a, a peaceful purplish, and and don't quote me because it's been a while ago. Aura, uh, okay. That I have people, I have had people tell me like, you know, when I walk in a room, so to speak. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that helps answer yeah. what you asked me. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So you understand that an aura um, is kind of an energy around that surrounds you and it right. does have color to it. Right. Right. So um, and so just for the listeners, um, uh, your aura is is part of your energy field and it actually spans 10 feet around you. 
Mm. And your aura is a, an absorption kind of, it kind of absorbs other energies that are around you. And within those energies is a particular coding. And so, um, I'll kind of, um, explain it as, okay, so there's a particular coding within the energy. So, um, for instance, this is why, uh, we see colors. Um, a color yeah. is a frequency and it's a, it's a frequency in a spectrum, right? So yeah. color is an energy frequency and it's this particular vibration. And within that vibration is, has coded information. And so I'm just going <clears> to <throat> leave it at that for now because I can get very detailed into that coding, but I don't want to confuse people. So just know that within your aura and within that energy field is coded information. So within your particular aura, your emotions, because your emotions are frequencies as well. They're an energy. Your thoughts are a frequency. They're an energy. And, um, and then your, you know, just the, the, the energy that sits within you, your memories, all of those things are energy. They're, they're actual energies and frequencies. And so that kind of exudes into your aura and that determines the, the different colors, the different shades that appear. Because again, those colors are part of a spectrum of, of frequency. Am I, are you, am I, are you following me so far? Yeah, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, all, in. I'm all in. <laughs> okay, good. So within that, um, you're, if you're having a bad day, if you're depressed, that is actually showing in your aura because again, that's emotion. And that is that, that energy is residing within you, but it also is <coughs> from you. And so when you are in the proximity with someone as just, you know, a, a person, you don't have to have any gifts for this. Um, if you are in proximity with another person and you're w within 10 feet of a person, your auras are mixing together mm. because your aura spans 10 feet around you. So as your aura is mixing with their aura, your aura is taking in information because again, there's coded information in right. their, in their aura. Your aura is absorbing some of their information and so what your your um, intuition because we always we all have um we all are psychic in in some senses without without you know calling ourselves psychic we all have right. that ability within us we all have the ability of being psychic is simply just tapping in and again these are just words that people like to use and labels people like to give but all it is is means that you are tapped in you are able to read coding in, in energy and you're able to, um, to, you know, to, to see beyond what most people can see, but sure. really everyone has that innate ability at a base level. And so when you are receiving this coding information in your aura, cause it's mixing with theirs, it's sending that information to you. And then your intuition is telling you, mm -mm, let me get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me not, let me not work with this person. Cause you may not fully understand what you're receiving, but you are receiving it. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Cause yeah. I'm having like so many, uh, and I'm sure the audience is as well. So many, um, instances, situations running through my mind where, you know, and I, and I just call it a vibe, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, to where like, I, like you just know, you know, like some stuff you can't put in the words, you just know, like, I can't put my finger on it, but something about that person ain't right. And that's how we, you know, that's, I'm sure you've heard that because you're in the South now. So I've <laughs> heard somebody say, say that, or, you know, and I say it all the time, like mm -hmm. I'll tell, um, you know, tell my son and I'll meet one of his friends or some little girl, or whatever. And I was like, you know, mama don't know what it is, but something, you know, about that person. Don't, yeah. don't don't fit well with me. 
Yeah, and that's why you got to listen to that intuition because that intuition is there for a reason. That that is part of that's actually part of our survival system. That's why it comes natural to us. And again, most people don't understand how that works, but hopefully you understand a little more now that I explain. But um, but there's there's a whole lot going on behind the scenes that's unseen that that um, that drives us and is working with us without us realizing what's happening. But you have to listen to that because it's telling you that for a reason. Like, okay, I don't like person's energy let me move away from that and um and again it's it's part of our survival system because we're social creatures and in order to survive we need to know who's bad and who's good who (laughs) what situation is going to get me killed or you know not not maybe not that extreme but you know what i mean right that's i'm gonna do some research because that's very interesting because i always said you know that's because i prayed for you know i'm very southern i prayed for discernment and my discernment's on 10 that's what i always say <laughs> like my discernment I love that I is, love it. you know <laughs> like my discernment's on 10 and or yeah. i say um my spidey senses sometimes i'll say you know this person makes the back of my throat itch and it takes people that like know me to know what I'm saying when I say mm-hmm. that, but, I, but it just basically sums everything up. Something, something about them don't sit well with me. And now I know my, my aura and their aura is not like, is not mixing good. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> and, and just to what you were just saying, dis- discernment, a lot of uh, a, a, that's, that word is used a lot um, in, uh, in Christian churches. And what that really is, is equated, you know, with what I was saying earlier, when people yeah. say psychic, it's the same thing. So in the, in the church, they, um, in the Christian church, uh, they say, they use terms like discernment or um, prophesize, yeah. um, things like that. It's the same same thing as as basically what a psychic is and so but because but because that you know the term psychic has a negative connotation because that's what it's been given over the years um that you know a lot of people kind of get afraid of those words but i always like to break things down to people um because it's important and so i used to actually uh for a, a little bit was kind of uh, not sure whether I should even, because I am psychic, I do have these abilities. And so um, I was even for a while, not sure if I should, you know, use that term because of the connotation that it has. And I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm doing. Cause I'm not over here doing readings or looking at crystal balls. Yeah. You're not, like not Miss Cleo. Yeah. Or... <laughs> yeah. And I'm uh, instead, I use my abilities to actually help people. So I use my psychic abilities to tune into people, see what's holding them back, use my healing abilities to remove those things and then the other skills that I have to then you know set them on their path but um but yeah so then I became you know well no this this word this is the only word that people know that actually explains what I do so I'm just going to use (laughs) yeah so yeah that's good that's that's good like everything you you're saying and I love the way you're you're unpacking it so even somebody that's listening to the show that you know don't understand or you know feel some kind of way because they're you know extra christian and <laughs> y'all my audience they they understand who i am and everything else and um you know i'm a christian mm-hmm. but it's the the part of your putting good out that yeah and and at the end of the day that's what matters to me and i think if more people focus on that it's not like you going around smiting people <laughs> um, or or putting curses on people or, or you know anything of that and the reason why I say that because 
I remember telling my grandmother, like, my, if I was an angel, I'd be one of those that'll be smiting people. Like, I have no patience. Like, you do something <laughs> crazy, I'm just striking you down. Does that make me a bad Christian? Because I know I would be probably some sort of judgmental angel. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say judgmental angel. Because <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't know that I would give anybody a, a chance. I'm just... You know, I'm still, I'm still, I'm sure you would. I'm sure walking, you would. <laughs> I'm walking this, this thing out. Uh, so let's <laughs> talk about, um, cause you have two, two methods that you mm-hmm. created the soul rev- revelation and mind advancement. So yes. why don't you go ahead and, and hit a little bit about both of those. Okay, so um, the soul revelation method, it's, I'm so, so excited about that method because, so what it is, is it's a way for um, uh, your soul to reveal itself to you. Mm. And so what it, so how I developed it is um, I used to, because I'm, you know, I have my spiritual gifts. I used to, people would come to me all the time, you know, with working with people with life purpose and I can tap into someone and tell them exactly what their purpose is because I can see it. And, and it's, you know, it's, I can, I can tap into, you know, their soul and kind of be able to see what, see what that is. Um, but it's much more profound and a much more, um, it's just a much more profound experience and sinks in more to someone's, uh, to someone's being if they discover it themselves hmm. instead of being told. And that's also, that's just the, that is the learning process of, of our human experience, right? We, we yeah. learn something a lot better when we go through a discovery process versus someone just tells us the answer. True. So I started to develop a way to be able to, for them to be able to tap into their own soul and for their, that, for that soul to be able to reveal itself and say, why am I here? Because your soul knows why it came here. <laughs> mm. You know, it knows, it knows it's, you know, we are um, spiritual beings uh, yeah. living a human experience and our, that, that spirit knows why it came here, why it decided, you know, why it's living this, this life and what it's here to achieve. And we're all here for a purpose, no matter what your religion is, no matter what you believe in, we are all here for a purpose and we all have a purpose and that purpose is always going to be around what impact are you having on this world mm, that's good. and yeah and so um and so that that's extremely important because a lot of people go their entire lives without knowing why am i here and trying yeah. to figure it out or maybe not even caring anymore because they can't figure it out <laughs> yeah and just like okay i'm just gonna make it up and that's fine <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, people go their entire lives without figuring that out and so um what i did was through my um extensive research again i i'm a nerd so um my extensive research into the subconscious mind into how the soul interacts with the body how the soul interacts um uh with you know um the effects of the soul on the life on your actual life on your physical body all of those things um the spirituality itself so all the tools of knowledge that i have as well as physics all the tools of knowledge that i have i was able to bring all of that together into a innovative technique that allows me to um tap into to uh, someone's subconscious mind and go beneath that and actually tap into the soul level and then the soul starts to reveal itself to them and it's an entire discovery process and they literally are able to find out within one session 
answers to the questions, you know, why am I here? Uh, what am I here to do? Um, am I on the right path? Things like that. There's more things that we can find out through the through this method. But um, all of those answers come in that session. And it's like, wow. And oftentimes, it's something that is just like, oh, my God, I've always had something that kind of told me that a long time ago, but I ignored it or, you know, mm. and it's so interesting. And so when, when we, people go through this process, it's been widely successful. It took me about a year to develop this method. And so I trademarked it, of course, yeah. <laughs> and called it the soul revelation method because it, your soul reveals itself to you. And so when people come out of this, um, this session, it is, they're just like, you know, just, what's the word? They're just amazed. <laughs> That's the only word I can use. They're just amazed, but also they come out of it with a sense of direction and yeah. a sense of um, confidence and like what they're here to do and a, a sense of confidence in that, in, in their own and clarity, really. A yeah. a, definitely a sense of clarity that they've never had before. But I was thinking, um, I was thinking as you were talking about it, like clarity and confirmation. Yes. Yes. Because sometimes they already knew. Yeah. And it was, they just needed the confirmation like, okay, yep. I'm, I'm definitely doing this because sometimes people come to me, they're like, I think I know what my, what I'm here for, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And maybe I have an idea, but I don't know how that correlates to anything else. Like where, what do I do with that? How do I get there? And so um, sometimes they just simply receive that confirmation, but within that confirmation is a lot more profound information about themselves and who they truly are. Mm. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. And then, um, so that's the soul revelation method. And then the mind advancement method is, um, again, a similar process of, of using all the tools I have available to me. Um, but the mind advancement method is a way of um, actually advancing the mind. So first we, we can remove, we can do so many things through the mind advancement method, but we can remove limiting belief systems, mm -hmm. things that are holding you back mentally. And subconsciously, um, so that could be mental trauma, that could be um, limiting belief systems, um, uh, self-confidence issues. We can remove all of those things and reprogram the mind to work for you instead of against you. Because mm. as we know, a lot of times our minds are working against us. It's that little devil on the shoulder that's telling you, yeah. you can't, you know, everyone else can do it, but you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you don't deserve this, you know, you're not worthy. Um, and so it's taking that out and um, reprogramming that and saying, no, you are worthy. You are, you know, um, you are here for a purpose. You can do it. Um, giving you that confidence, giving you that inner superwoman, bringing that out. I always say, bring out the inner superwoman. <laughs> so, um, and for men too, Superman, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's about bringing that out. And, but also beyond that, I can, I can do so many cool things through there too. I can even improve memory. I can um, improve your cognitive functions. I can improve uh, your analytical thinking. So it's like super brain. <laughs> I, I love that. And then I see how both of them can go hand in hand. Because if you look yeah. at um, with the soul revelation, knowing what you're supposed to do and having the actual confidence to do it, removing those limited, um, limiting beliefs and everything. Mm -hmm. They're, they're two separate things, but they're so intertwined that you got to have both. 
You do. And that's exactly what I do because after they find out their, their purpose, guess what? There's a million other questions. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop there. It's not like, Oh, now I know my purpose. Everything's perfect. No, now you know your purpose. So now we can, now we have a foundation of how to move forward, but now we have to get past the, the one thing that always comes after that is fear. Mm. And that fear is rooted in lack of trust in yourself. Um, lack of, uh, you know, knowledge sometimes of okay mm. i see where i'm supposed to go how the heck am i going to get there from here yeah. and so that's why that's where the purpose alignment coaching comes in and also the mind advancement mm. yeah that's good that's good like i have so many notes how <laughs> <I> go back <laughs> it's because you said like you've hit so many nails on the on the head and i'm just going through the the filters in in my mind and different things in in my mind with people I know not just people but me too because mm -hmm. we we always have to analyze ourselves as well yeah and I, and I love how you're breaking everything down and then you know throwing in the the scientific let's throw in some physics here some research you gotta do it <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I love that so the what is the the for a typical client Mm -hmm. What is their transformation process? Like, is, if, is it like, um, excuse me, I'm stumbling. Is it like, um, okay, Monica, I'm, I'm ready. And then the next day it's all good. Or what is that process like? No, it is definitely not the next day, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they come to me with, I mean, I do so many things. Um, they come to me with, uh, you know, with a problem, usually in some way, shape or form, it is a lack of direction in life mm -hmm. or knowing that something has to stop, something has to change, whatever they're doing now is not working. And, um, or knowing that I know what I want to do, but I don't know how to get there. And so they come to me in that state. And so what I, the, their transformative journey, it really starts with healing because yeah. um, I equate it to, I like to use an analogy of a, of a, of a white t-shirt. If you wore the same white t-shirt every day for 40 years, mm. guess how dirty it would be? Mm. And that is what is happening to our bodies because people do not, um, people, a lot of people, more people are getting open to it. Like you said, more people are, are mentioning energy and things like that. But if you have never been to a, an energy healer, if you have never opened yourself up to the cleansing of your actual energy, and I'm not talking about just like you go to the doctor for checkups, yeah. you, you really should be checking in on your energy. And so sometimes that's through the church and that's fine. Cause you know, like I said, they have faith healers and they can, they can definitely do some serious healing. Um, and whatever, whatever religion you are, there's, there's always a, um, uh, a form of a, something equated to a healer there usually in most, in most faiths. So, and, and they, and really they're working with your energy because they're working with your spirit and that's your energy. So, um, so, you know, if, if you have not really, really, um, gone through the washing machine <laughs> ever then yeah then you're gonna have a whole lot of stuff that you're holding on to and those things are going to be holding you back so that mm. is the first thing that happens in a transformation and the day of the healing the first healing I do on someone it's it's life-changing 100 um they feel uh, they feel different right away 
And so they feel better, happier, like a weight's been lifted. And then, um, and then it, we just continue on from there. So um, they, you know, we first start with the, with healing, um, with, with setting, kind of pressing that reset button, getting them at their back at their base level of, of who they truly are, where, the, you know, um, where their, where their energy is supposed to be. And then it's uplifting them from there. So the journey is healing and then it's self-discovery. Mm. And it's who am I? What am I here for? And there's so much spirituality in that. And again, whatever their religion is, I work with, I work through that. And because um, uh, I've been anointed to be able to do that. <laughs> so that's what I do. Um, so I, I work with them through whatever their faith is. And if they have no faith, then, um, then I just, you know, help them with the, with the actual energy. But I'm, I'm very clear on the importance of, of being connected to that higher energy because yeah. that energy flows through all of us. And it is so important for us to be connected to that because when we deny that energy, we're denying a part of ourselves and mm-hmm. we're denying a part of our, of our birthright to be a part of that beautiful energy that, that, that has the ability to flow through all everything. And so um, so, you know, I work with people on that and allow them to, expand and allow their soul and their spirit to expand and kind of envelope them and hug them. And, (laughs) and then, then their transformation from there is, is um, all about, you know, growing mentally and really, really reshaping themselves into who they've always wanted to be. And I'm always about um, becoming the best version of yourself, not who I want you to be or who your mama wants you to be, but who you're supposed to be. And who your what your potential is, and your potential is always limitless. So it's always striving toward that the highest level that we can that we can strive towards, um, in becoming that that version of yourself. And it again, it, the baseline of that is always driven by the purpose. Mm. That is when you'll find that that um, fulfillment. Because if you're not aligned with your purpose, you're not going to be fulfilled. Hashtag Amen. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> which is something I periodically say. <laughs> Hashtag amen. I love it. Yep. Yep. And then just from there, um, real quick. So then, you know, their minds are transformed and then they, you know, they become, they literally start to become the, that best version of themselves. That would be, um, you know, I don't want to even say the end of the transformation because the transformation, right. we are always in a state of becoming mm-hmm. and we're never done. So that transformation continues on, but from the time someone works with me to the time um, their uh, their pack their program that they that they've chosen is done, they are a completely different person. In a mm-hmm. in a very you know they're they are they are it's like night and day. They they came to me confused with a problem, and they are they leave me so confident, so powerful, so ready to 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 um, conquer <laughs> the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is awesome. You, you've given so much information. I feel like the audience should pay you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll accept tips. (laughs) But I I just want to thank you so much for, you know, the great information, the bringing everything together and being very transparent and honest with Mm -hmm. everything that you've shared. So I just wanted to say, I really appreciate that. So as we get ready to close, what 
one tip could you leave with the audience today? The ones that's feeling that negative energy, regardless of what they want to call it, or they feel like they really, you know, have given up on their purpose. I don't know, just one tip. Well, if you feel that you've given up on your purpose or you're just confused and, and um, kind of stuck in that, um, it's important to go within and be introspective. So, but in order to do that, you have to be silent. And so you have to stop things and you have to take some time to yourself for yourself to be able to really look inside of yourself to get to know who you are to get to know what what are the things that are holding you back from understanding what are the things that um, are possibly making you afraid because a lot of times when it comes to a life purpose um, if people are getting stuck it's out of frustration um, and sometimes that is a lack of belief in themselves of well this is never going to happen so it's a pessimistic viewpoint as well, kind of a pessimistic mindset, but also um, a lack of belief in themselves mindset. And so it's a limiting belief system that they have to deconstruct and start to really tell themselves a different story because mm -hmm. inside of ourselves, sometimes we tell ourselves very, a whole lot of lies yeah. <laughs> about ourselves that tells us, you know, we're not good enough and this is never going to happen. And, you know, they make comments like, oh, well, with my luck, X, Y, Z. And yeah. those are, you know, words are powerful. And they teach you that in the church and in, in every other religion. They teach you that in, in um, uh, uh, yoga, um, I forgot what you call it, but um, the, uh, the, the system of yoga teaches you that as well. And, and Buddhist teaches, Buddhism teaches you that as well. Words are powerful. And so when you say those words, they, um, you know, your words are vibration and you're putting that energy, you're putting that out there into the universe to, for that to be your reality. And so, cause we can manifest our own reality. So I think it's important when people are feeling stuck that they be introspective. And if you're afraid of meditating, which you should not be afraid of meditating, then pray because prayer is a form of meditation. Again, we're using different words. We're talking about the same. Yeah. So when you're in deep prayer, guess what? You're meditating. <laughs> so there, no. <laughs> so, 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 um, but you know, when you're in deep prayer, you're in actually a, a meditative state or you can just meditate, but either way you want to, um, be introspective and get to know who you are and allow those answers to come to you. And if you're not, if you're still not getting answers, if you're still not getting any clarity, then it's because you're, you're energetically blocked and you need to um, see someone who can help you get unblocked. Mm. So good. That was yes. so good. And I wrote down, um, and this was something I posted like a while ago about listen and in silent. And it's the reason why they have the same letters. Hmm. And I'm I like, like it. <laughs> Look, I'm a folly like, okay, Monica gonna post that. But no, <laughs> it's, it's a quote that I saw or either a quote, meme, whatever that I saw somewhere. And I never looked at it like that. I mean, who ever looked at, okay, they have the same letters. Like it had to be some somebody with a big brain, mm -hmm. but it makes sense. And pro the problem is we can't listen to our, our spirit, our soul, our energies, what's going on because we're not silent. And when I say silent, you know, when you talk about meditating, which is a goal for me this year to learn how to meditate, but I have to learn how to be silent so I can listen. Mm -hmm. So thank Yeah, you. that's the only way because you can't hear through clutter. 
you can't hear through noise. You have to be in, in silence and, and you can have music on while you're meditating. I'm not saying silence in that way, but you have to stop down. You have, you have to shut down all the noise that's going on in your life and take time for yourself. And even five minutes a day in meditation will make a world of difference. Everyone can find five minutes a day. So what I tell some people is even if you have to at work, go into the bathroom, into a stall and meditate and then do that. A lot of jobs these days have, you know, a prayer room or some type of spiritual room or a meditation room or something. Bigger corporations are starting to do that. But if you happen to work at a place that has that, great, use it. If not, sit in your car, sit in the bathroom, where, whatever you need to do, but don't deny yourself that right to be with yourself. Mm. And don't be afraid of it either because it's you. (laughs) That is good. You've given so much great information. I know the audience definitely wants to find out more about you, connect with you. So how can they do that? Yes. Okay. So you can go to my website at monicabay.com and that is spelled B-E-Y, then my last name. So it's monicabay.com. And you can also find me on so all social media at The Real Monica Bay. That's real simple. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> no dots, no underscores. Nope, no I keep it like that. So, because yeah. Monica Bay was already taken. So I said, well, really? you know what? How about this? I'm the real one. <laughs> and I was going to ask that, but I was going to ask that off the interview. Because <laughs> I know a few people that have like the the real uh-huh so have you ever reached out to her and be like hey we got the same name but i'm the no. real one <laughs> no <laughs> i don't want no trouble <laughs> especially because you have such a, a unique last name i bet yeah. you were probably like what in the world who else is there yeah i was surprised at anyone that they yeah it was a person that had my last name and the weird thing is because my last name is actually um uh, from the Moorish Science Temple. I don't know if you, but it, it's one of the first black power movements in the United States. Um, and uh, they took the last names and um, threw them away and gave the last name Bay because it has a, has a lineage to, rule, to um, African rulership. But, um, but anyway, so it's, it's very, in, in here in America anyway, it's a very black name. And the person that has the name is Asian. So I thought that was interesting. Really? I, yeah. I've never seen anyone else with that last name. Wow, that is because I've never heard it. Yeah. Okay. Really. And um, I've never, never heard not spelled that way that I can recall. You know, you got to break mm-hmm. everything down because I think the the director, whatever bad boy's name is, Michael Bay. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's okay. a little bit different. I, see, I'm a I'm a nerd in all factors except <laughs> in, except science. but when it comes to like movies and uh, I love psychology different things like that but anything that gets too sciencey my eyes start to glaze over I'm not even gonna lie (laughs) it's interesting like you like somebody that isn't into like physics and things like that like okay I may have to learn about this (laughs) very good very good well thank you so much Miss Monica it has been like a phenomenal interview. And I know the audience definitely is going to reach out and, you know, get with you, find out more about the soul revelation method, the mind advancement. I mean, that is very, very interesting. 
Thank you so much. I, it was a pleasure being here. It was a pleasure speaking to you. And I, this was a great interview. I had a lot of fun. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Awesome. Well, guys, with that being said, pens and papers down. Class is officially over. Do not <laughs> forget to connect with Miss Monica Bay at monicabay.com. And of course, the real Monica Bay on all social media. Y'all have a great night or day. Whenever you're listening, just have a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Connect with the show at the Define You Facebook. Until next time, remember your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition and what you do with that is up to you.